Hello and welcome to We Never Met, the podcast where I have interesting strangers on every single week. I have two strangers on. Um, not that much. We were kind of talking before, um, but you guys can introduce yourself and where we are if you want to go first. Yeah. I'm Charlie Davis. I'm Katie Morgan, and we are the co-founders of Right Bee Cider, and we are in our tap room. We are here right now, and we were just talking. It's very nice. I like how you, you, it's sort of halfway, and you can look at the video, but it's like halfway up, and then there's the exposed. Mm-hmm. I, was that intentional, obviously? Or did would you just Yeah, like, we we had, you know, obviously you always have the option to put a drop ceiling in or yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. exposed. and. The building has a lot of history, like I was telling you earlier, it's yeah. the old Schwinn bike manufacturing building. So um, we just thought, you know, why why cover up something that's, you know, yeah. so aesthetically pleasing. So Yeah. Do people comment on the space when they come in here a lot or Yeah, I think I think they do. And uh I make sure to let them know a lot of the features that we think are cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about the building itself, but also about the tap room. Yeah. You know, it's because um, you guys do tours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we do, and it's been a labor of love. So Charlie built all the tables, and you did. He built the chalkboard, and he built the shelf over there. So much of this um, was actually done by us, and by us, I mean I didn't do any of it, and <laughs> you Charlie su- did. You all supervised? Of it. Yeah, I was an excellent <laughs> supervisor. Yeah, that's, that makes it even more impressive, though, that you actually built these tables. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, I didn't good. like. I didn't like cast the uh, the you know the metal legs right yeah. yeah. <laughs> i did all of it yes i yeah. uh, got the yes, wood I've, from the trees yeah. yeah um so the the cider company started out as something that you created for for you right as a gift basically is that how it worked well i, I didn't start the business as i made oh, her yeah, a that, cider as a gift yeah, yeah. let's not give him <laughs> Let's this take whole a step back. empire is let's created give, off a gift. Let's not give him so much credit. Yeah. So, were you always interested in creating cider, or like was that just something that you liked? So he was like, "I'm going to impress her with this this skill I have." So my my background is in <clears throat> is in beer brewing. Actually, I was a professional okay. brewer for uh, several years before we started this business. When okay. I met Katie, um, I had never made a cider before, and I, to be honest didn't really know that much about cider. Because how different is cider making than beer making? Is it a completely different process? Yes. Yeah, we're finding a lot of the equipment that we use is is similar. Okay. And so procedurally, there are a lot, there's a lot of crossover, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is great. Um, but for lack of a better word, chemically, I guess, like yeah, yeah, the, sure. the science behind uh, fermenting apples and fermenting beer can be vastly different. Right. So. What makes it so different, like chemically wise? I know, like, sh- uh, is there sugar added in beer, right? Or is there not? Well, depends on what you're making. Yeah, you can yeah. add sugar for certain beer styles, but basically, beer is you steep you steep grain and you get your wort or sh- yeah. you know, it's the sugar water that you eventually ferment. Okay. With uh, with cider making, it's closer to white wine making mm-hmm. in that we ferment, but we ferment apples instead of grapes. Um, with beer, there's a lot of vitamins and minerals and nutrients in that wort that helps to lead to a healthy fermentation Mm. with cider and white wine making as well. There is only simple sugar in that solution. There aren't these other compounds in there that lead to a healthy fermentation. So it takes a lot more, um, it, it's a, you have to be a lot more attentive to attentive, attentive, <laughs> attentive. It's early folks. Yeah, yeah. it's early. Yeah, a lot more attentive to your, uh, to your fermentation to make sure that nothing goes haywire. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be bad if you didn't know the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> if I asked yeah. you like, I don't know. I think you just throw some stuff in there yeah. and, and everything turns out. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. After brewing professionally for eight years and <laughs> yeah. running a theory yeah. for five. Yeah. 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 So, um, so how did it come about then? So you made a batch of it for her, or is that how it worked? Yeah. So um, there's the that's the original the original cider that he made me for my birthday back in 2011. 2011, yeah. 2011. Wow. Long time ago. Yeah. Um, so he, like he said, was a brewing beer professionally. Yeah. And I 
I love how beer is made and yeah. I had been um, am interested in beer, but I was just finding that when I would drink, you know, a lot of it, I just didn't, I didn't particularly feel good. And I spent mm. some time in the UK and had cider there and had really fun and interesting cider and cider country in, in the UK yeah. when I studied abroad and I just loved it. Yeah. And I had never had it before, actually. I, oh, really? No, not at all. I didn't have it. Um, in college at all. I didn't know it was even... You probably would have loved it, you know? You probably would have had better experiences. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was lucky to experience it over there. Yeah. I came back here and was searching for something similar, and I couldn't find anything similar that mm. was that was nice and crisp and dry. Yeah. A lot of the ciders I was finding here were just too sweet for my taste. That's still kind and of the case with I a just, lot of them, too, yeah. I just couldn't... It just wasn't my cup of tea, I guess. Right. So, um, I didn't even know that Charlie was listening to anything I said <laughs> at, at the time, but he was, and yeah. I had no idea that uh, he had, you know, he was experimenting and coming up with these ideas. And we had mutual friends, and our birthdays are very close together, mm -hmm. so we were celebrating together. And he brought out this um, unmarked bottle. This big unmarked bottle and, and uh, of the cider, and and I knew that he had mentioned to me that he had been experimenting with you know making cider, mm -hmm, and sure. I was just so nervous I was going to have to act like I liked it. Oh, because that, yeah, that's true. That's that's a bold move. Were you nervous of that too? Like, what if you gave it to her and she was like, Gross. "This is great." Yeah, this is <laughs> no. great. Yeah, I was pretty confident. I that mean, it we, yeah, we, we were friends. You know, I there yeah. wasn't. I don't. Nothing romantic was was happening at the time we had mutual friends and but I show I show everything on my face mm. and I and I know that I knew that he had gone to great effort and his and so I just figured it would be too sweet because that's what I've, right, right. that's the only thing that was available but it was just perfect it was perfect it was nice and crisp and dry and refreshing and and you know not cloyingly sweet or anything right. like that and um, then we started dating and then I married him wow just How like long? <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lesson for you. Always make cider if you want to yep. woo somebody. Yep. Yeah, it works. But that's so that is that's the original event, right? That happened. That he was able to uh, make the cider as a gift for me. Yeah. And it really. D I mean, obviously, there are other reasons why we started dating and ended up getting married. But right. Yeah. But there has it, to be. but it was kind of the the beginning of. Of it was like a spark. It was like a start. You yeah, know, a and starting so point. That is that story is obviously special for us. And then yeah. when it came to making that, making it into an actual business. I mean, there are a number right. of other things that went into that. I think Charlie can speak to um, his background and, and that you always wanted to start your own business and you had these plans anyway. Um, but you can. I yeah. won't speak yeah. To did you, you there, did you have that idea too, or were you just like, no, I'm just going to do sort of a, a nine to five thing. Did you want to like have a little entrepreneurial? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, so I'm, my background is, as we were speaking nursing, about yeah. before, was um, nursing, but I had, I majored, I was always random. I, I majored in history in college. Oh, really? Which I loved. Yeah. I loved history. Yeah, yeah. So I majored in that in college and my history focuses were just random and bizarre just because I, I yeah. liked it. And then I went to nursing school and now, I'm in an, a craft cider business, so yeah, nothing makes sense. Over. But I, um, I did to to answer your question about have the entre entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. I my uh, family's like that. My dad has always run his own businesses, and I've I've seen that, and I've seen the the good things, but also how hard it actually is mm, to yeah, do that. Right. And so I think that it was always kind of in the back of my mind, but sure. I had never had any idea that it would be craft alcohol. I do think Charlie was was much more laser focused in in exactly the type of business that he wanted to run. Sure. And that was fun to be able to to have that in in a business partner. Yeah. Cause when you were and in the, like his the, experience yeah. was it, Top notch, as right? Because well. when you were in the brewing industry, was that like an always something that was in the back of your mind? Like, I want to do this by myself, not like for so someone else. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Basically, my my first job out of college, I worked at Pat's Brewing Company. I was a oh a 
uh, where are they now? Because they're from Milwaukee, they're back, actually. Head, I think they're headquartered back in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, but the last few years have been kind of tumultuous for that company. Yeah. They were in the suburbs of Chicago, and I was just a I was a I had an internship with them, and you know, obviously, the ambition to grow within right. the company. And probably eight months into my internship, yeah. they let me know that my contract wasn't going to get extended because <laughs> the company was being sold and moved yeah, to L.A. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to start my own brewery. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I have basically a college degree and, right. and six months of experience in the industry. When yeah. I went to actually put pen to paper, I realized I knew nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so that's what makes it harder. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, then... I guess there are, you know, different ways to skin that cat, right? You right. either hire a consultant or hire the right people and yeah. start your business or you learn how to run the business. And the best way I thought to do that would was to work in a brewery. Yeah. You know, like I wanted to start a brewery, so I started mopping the floors and cleaning tanks and, yeah. you know, working shifts in a tap room. And then I became a shift brewer and then I was a head brewer. He also then, slept on a mattress in the office and use the brewery hose as a shower. <laughs> did you? For how long? I will add that detail. <laughs> I worked at that brewery for a year. I did that a number of times because I would have to, I would close the tap room at night and then the mm-hmm. brewer, uh, he, his, he ran an early schedule. So he would start brewing at, you know, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I would just that is crash. Yeah. I just <laughs> crash on an air mattress in the office for a few hours and then wake up and you know, wake up refreshed yeah. and ready yeah. for the next day. Yeah. And it, you know, it was an hour away from, from where I was living. So I didn't oh, yeah. want to like drive it's a nightmare, you know? Yeah. yeah I add like o- over two hours of commute time. If right. I was only going to sleep for three hours anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 I, yeah, I was committed. I wanted yeah. to learn and, and, and so, yeah, I just dove headfirst into it. So what'd you do after that? Where after that year long, uh, uh, so that was in Northwest Indiana, and then I moved back to Chicago, and I worked at a brewery in Chicago for two years, and then I was a shift brewer, and then um, I moved to Columbus, Ohio. Oh wow! And I was there for a little over two years. So when um, did you guys meet then? If you were all like all over the place, was this so, after you came back from Columbus? No, oh. no, no, no. So we. I have to think it about was when it. We, were in, it was we we met here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then when Charlie was working for the craft brewery here, mm-hmm. and then he got the offer to go to Columbus after I had just moved here and we'd been dating for a couple oh, yeah. months. That's t- that's a tough decision. <laughs> and then he moved. <laughs> and then so what I, did you guys do? Did you say you just stayed together? Yeah, stayed together and then but I didn't he asked me to to move. You With know. another bottle of cider, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I just moved to Chicago. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, so yeah. I stayed here for um, for about a year, and then I had to move because he proposed. Oh, so okay. So you were in Columbus for like a year then? Yeah, just about okay. a year. And then you guys came back yeah. for any specific reason? Or I should say, I, I happily moved. Columbus was lovely, <laughs> but I was uh, kicking and screaming. We we, we were just kind of. Uh, all over the place at the time, and then we moved back because, for a number of reasons, we we were um, we were getting married, we were planning a wedding, we were yeah. doing all of that. But we also um, in Columbus is where we decided to to do this was right. where, when we decided to make this happen, and we're going to do this. You know, I everything that he mentioned to you about right. starting his own business, he had shared with me too, and so we knew that's that's what we were going to do, right. but we didn't quite know when. Yeah. And uh, it was, um, I'm sure you remember the polar vortex. Oh, I remember. Okay. I was digging cars out of the, okay. <laughs> the snow. So we just, you know, it, we'd, we'd been talking about it and we were just very, very cold <laughs> one day in the polar vortex. Yeah. And we were just kind of like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. Let's just let's another sh- polar vortex. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I might no. die if there's yeah, another yeah. Let's do that polar vortex. This. So, you know, we've been discussing it for a while and it just seems like, why not? Like, why yeah. not just do this now? And and then the next day we started planning. Yeah, because I was I was curious about that. Like what. So what do you think changed 
in your mind that was like, let's just do this now? Because there's a lot of people that have ideas and they sort yeah. of like mill around with them and like, yeah, maybe someday. But like, what was, what's it like the change in mindset that was like, okay, we got to do this for real. Um, I don't think there was, you know, one, you know, defining firework moment, moment yeah. that, that really made it happen. I think it was a number of things. I think Charlie mentioned his background and experience. And by that time, he had quite a bit of experience in all aspects of watching things get off the ground, mm -hmm. not just the production and the brewing side of things, but right. the admin, the licensing, the dealing with cities, the how to get people in the door, you know, all those kinds There's of so things. There's so much that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, that I think that we both kind of felt like, okay, I think that we are ready to graduate in, in, in a sure. way, you yeah. know, we're ready to, to do this. Yeah. And, uh, it takes an incredible amount of planning and preparation. So yeah. we just, it's almost, you just have to kind of take that first step to know what all the, uh, all the other steps are going to be. Right. Right. But I think we, we were moving back. We were getting married. Those are kind of big life events that, mm. that we were, we, we knew we wanted to start the, the business here. Just put one on top of it. Just pile another big you know, life yeah, event. Yeah, just, just throw something else in the mix. Yeah. And I think by that time, you, we felt ready. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you think it is about like brewing and things like that that keeps you interested? Like specifically, like I, I think it takes a certain person to like want to do this and not only want to, but start a business off of it. So like what do you think it is specifically about it? Definitely all the money. <laughs> all the cash i'm yep. getting <laughs> an endorsement deals. yeah just kidding yeah. um no i um i don't know i think i've always had an appreciation for you know hard work uh, hard work and yeah and learning how things are made and yeah. learning everything from you know start to finish um yeah, because I was like interested in figuring out how to make wine, like mm -hmm. just at my house, but yeah. uh, I didn't ever go through with it. But it's, I think it's something that's to do with like creating something like with and, like that's physical that like you can, you know what I mean, that you have ownership over and that you can use your hands. And it's just it's something like textile about it. Yeah. And there's a process. Yeah. yeah. And I think it is it's a very rewarding thing to put right. something that you've made in front of somebody and especially when you're good at it mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah if they if it helps they, yeah, yeah. It helps for sure <laughs> they enjoy it they don't spit it out and send it back it's pretty <laughs> pretty rewarding yeah, yeah. Um, but even the little things i grew up building boxes like my my uh, mom has a container distribution company so oh, okay um i grew up building boxes and packing cans and just doing that sort of yeah. manual labor and running shipping and receiving and yeah and i i'm good at it and i actually enjoy that kind of that rhythmic yeah. um work and and so i i think it just kind of all came together between you know the creation aspect of of actually making the product and yeah and just kind of having an appreciation for the all the other little things that go into it. Yeah. I think I, can I add something oh, yeah, go. to that? Yeah. Something I noticed about him when I first met him, because I had never met a, a brewer before. Yeah. I didn't even know what that title meant. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of uh, concerning, to be honest, <laughs> when I first heard it. It like, doesn't, it does not seem like stable or something. I was like, is that even a job? Like, what <laughs> it is, is cause I said it was. Wait, yeah, <laughs> I'm a brewer. What, <laughs> what is what does that mean? Yeah, what what yeah, do you yeah. do? So you just you must just drink all day. You know what? What is that? That is yeah yeah. What does that mean? But then I I got to know him and I really got to understand and appreciate. First of all, how incredibly hard everybody in the craft alcohol industry works, it's, and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. physically demanding. It's psychologically demanding. The hours are crazy. Um, just the amount of physical, really hard work, but also yeah. the the science behind it, the, yeah, the yeah. incredibly intelligent process behind it. Yeah. And uh, that was really interesting to learn too. But for him, something I noticed right away, it's just if anything were ever, I noticed little things about him when I met him. Mm -hmm. If anything were ever broken or anything, he was just, it's like the whole world ended and I will sit here until this is fixed. Mm. You know, yeah. this this level of dedication and commitment to 
creating something or yeah. fixing something or un- completely understanding the way something worked yeah. from origin until end. Right. And I think that that level of focus and commitment to the entire process of something, mm-hmm. whether it was making pizza dough out of spent grain one yeah. day or, or, you know, he's he's excellent at many things, but like playing piano or, mm. or he's like a classically trained are you piano player? Really? Yeah. You should put a piano in yeah. here. <laughs> Other things concerts. like, I mean, I don't mean to wax poetically about Please you right on. now, but 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 I guess <laughs> I guess no, stop I, it. I guess what I'm trying to explain is that I noticed all these things about him, all these unique talents that he had. Yeah. So he is essentially almost like a concert pianist, basically. Yeah. And then he. Um, spoke German nearly fluently and was an excellent golfer. But And yeah. all of these things require so much dedication and right. diligence to yeah. get to that level. Definitely. And I believe that people can practice and things like that, but if sure. you don't have that inherent drive and dedication to sure. see something through, yeah. then you're not going to get to that level. Yeah. You can right. be okay at something you can enjoy it and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, but. You got to find something that you really care about. He has that almost like maniacal at times. <laughs> like I will get, yeah. I will get to the finish line and right, I will right, right. figure out how to do this. And I think that that quality is essential in making cider. So right. She and owning a business too. You know? In owning a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you have to be really focused on the end result and know right. that there are a number of steps and there's going to be hiccups and there mm-hmm. might be something that breaks. And, right. you know, I would love to say that I share that completely, but when something breaks, I really just want to call somebody to fix it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Charlie's like, we don't have to call anybody. I'm going to take the whole thing apart. I'm going to replumb the entire place and I'm going to fix it. And I'm yeah. freaking out. But, but then he does. Yeah. He just, he, focuses and figures it out. Yeah. And if you don't have that follow through, you're not going to be successful. I like to point out that she said a lot of really nice things and then called me a maniac. <laughs> Maniacal. No, well, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, it's sometimes, the compliments outweigh the maniacal, yeah. Sometimes, you, you know, what I mean by maniacal, I guess, is that he'll focus on something for hours and hours and yeah. hours and I have to Remind him you have to, to rein him in, like yeah. I have to re- remind him to eat food, and which is and, why we're good together. And ask you know? him when the last time he had water was. Yeah. you know, <laughs> I'll drink when I'm thirsty. I, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess that's what I mean. But yeah, yeah. I do think that uh, I can't, rem- <laughs> I can't remember the initial question, but no, yeah, I guess turning something in, like the love of creating something and turning something right. in, into a business. Like I believe that you you have to have that type of focus and patience yeah. to be able to deal with all those speed bumps that come up because you're so focused on right. the end result. Right. So I, th- I would never have known that you were a concert pianist, you know? I mean, I'm not, I, I'm I mean, not. he's not like playing, you he's know, not, he's not actually playing concerts or anything like that, but, it, but he's very, good. very talented. Wow. And, and you just have to have a level of dedication to reach right, that, right, right. Le- exactly. that point. Yeah. Wow. So could you just like rip off some German right now? If is that do you still have that skill or no, I mean not ri- I mean I can understand most of what people say and and wow. after a week in in yeah. Austria or Germany like I could start then kind of yeah. be being more conversational but Was that because of brewing? And no. Germany has a brewing culture? No, but it I mean my, I guess it all it probably all comes full, full circle. My yeah. my parents lived in Germany for oh. a few years. My dad was an accountant and my mom... Was were, this when you were still young or... No, it was before my sister and I were born. Oh, okay. And so I've always had this connection with German culture. My yeah. dad speaks German. And so when I, you know, you get to high school, you have to pick a language. Yeah. It was German. And I took it through high school and through college. So, oh, wow. you know, after six or eight years of German lessons. But you, see, I did the yeah. same thing with French and I can't I took Japanese, so <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not even sure why I did. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. My brothers took Japanese and they really liked it. I school. liked it, yeah. yeah. It, it's, a, it's a cool language to learn and it's it's an interesting country for sure. Um, but it's only, you only can use it in Japan. I'm like, I should have just learned Spanish, you know, because <laughs> I could use it so many other places, but... 
you know, well, oh well. Yeah. Whatever. I, I mean, I think to we'd all, I was, yeah. <laughs> was going to say we probably would all be better off if we took Spanish. But yeah. I, that's part of the reason why, and you, you know, you don't use it, you lose it. Right. I think that's part of the reason why my German is so bad now is because it, you don't have the opportunity to practice. Right. You know, you, that's true. You Every can't day. Just, and if you meet somebody who's German, they want to speak practice their english you know so right. it's like <laughs> <laughs> you're not helping me out here yeah. yeah yeah it's not like riding a bike in that regard i don't think where you can just like 10 years later decide no yeah it's it's something you got to keep keep up yeah but yeah. i i was just thinking um about our decision to make this a business yeah and when i was describing him and his drive and those things i noticed previously before yeah. we decided to pull the trigger that was a big, um, a big factor. Like we made, we carefully considered a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And yes, I of course was marrying this person and trusted him and everything. Yeah, yeah. But when you're, it's a different when you're, a different when you're evaluating though. a business partner, right, right. It's a different I mean, set I, of skills. I, I really lucked out. Right. Somebody yeah. that it's like, okay, well, I don't have to hire any consultants. He's my consultant. Yeah. Yeah. He has the experience. He has the drive. He has the dedication. He clearly has the talent. Yeah. And um, that made the decision significantly easier. Right. Yeah. Because that's, that's, it, it is a different set of skills. And it's sort of like, um, not at the same level, but there's people that you can like live in a house with. And then there's people that you can be friends with. You know, yeah. it's a different set of skills that like make, either one cohesive and, and go well, but mm -hmm. yeah, you're lucky. You got like the LeBron James of, uh, of, of brewery and cidery stuff, you know? I mean, I the wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the all-star. I think, I think I've reached my quota and nice things I can say about <laughs> now, Charlie now, now. now the rest of it just go all downhill. You got to yeah. start uh, saying all the negative yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like John yeah. Stockton or something. Like I'm good. Still really good. That. Like, uh, he's the a Hall of Famer, of all though. Time. <laughs> I, I love John Stockton. He is good. Uh, my brother went to Gonzaga, and his well, his daughter went to Gonzaga. Actually, John Stockton. There, yeah, she was on the basketball team when he he was there, mm -hmm. which is interesting. But I forgot to mention, you know, my dad is an entrepreneur, and my yeah. mom also started a business as well. Um, on the side, she's a geneticist. Yeah, and my dad had um, was involved in real estate and started an international importing business, and then had a leather store and pipe place market in wow. Seattle. And that is did, that's a diverse a renaissance career. man. Yeah. So um, he really helped as well. So like I said, I didn't know exactly which arena I mm. wanted to, um, which arena I wanted to have my own thing yeah. uh, until we kind of met and this organically developed. Yeah. But I remember my dad telling me at a really really young age encouraging me. I remember I was I was babysitting or something. Yeah. And he's like, All right, how do we make this how do we make this a business? Yeah. How do we make you know and he babysitting LLC. Well I mean yeah. kind of and he was always doing always putting those those little ideas in my head. And yeah. he's like, but why why can't you be the head of this whole thing? Like let's right. well, see look at how you can do this. Yeah. You know, it was really interesting to learn that even at a young age, encouraging right. me yeah. and saying like you can take Look at all these things that, that you enjoy. Yeah. And look at how you can you can create your life. That and, is interesting. And, and yeah. do this. And so it was always something that he instilled and my mom as well, but that he instilled in us was just like, You can you can be the head of that whole company. Right. You can you can take this talent that you have or this interest that you have and you can make it a business. All right. And it was that option was always on the table. Yeah. And so it just seemed like, yeah, why not? Why not? And we had the confidence to do it. We had seen him do it, so that was nice. Yeah, and I mean that's that's interesting because there's not a lot of parents that talk to you like that. You know what I mean? Like when you grow up, you, you don't have a parent if you're like working a job, being like, "Oh yeah, you could create this into a career where you could, you know, be the boss and blah blah blah." Like there's not a lot of that going on, you know. So that's nice because mm -hmm. then you grow up and you can be like, "Hey, I actually can't." You know, mm -hmm. this was instilled in a young age. Some people don't even think it's an option because they never had it taught to them that it is, you know, mm -hmm. until they're older. But so when you guys actually started this, um, I read that was the first cidery in Chicago since Prohibition, which is crazy. To, how is I that know. even possible? Because when you guys started in 2014, 14. mm -hmm. and so that's like almost, what, 94 years after Prohibition? Something like that. That's 
insane. How has there not have been another cidery here? I don't know. We thought that was crazy too. We didn't know. Yeah, how did we you figure that out? When we were applying for, when we were researching licensing. And oh, yeah. No one and ever. And then we were very excited. Yeah, <laughs> then we got to do it right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. 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 So that's a great way that, you know, we kind of stick out. But, um, but I, yeah, we, we were researching. Yeah, we were researching it. And I was like, dude, there's no, there's, there are literally no other cideries in Chicago. Like, right. This, this is a big opportunity. So. Yeah. We're like, we we had no honestly fill it outside this now. Yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> Has there been a boom after that though? Has, are there other cideries here now? Yeah, there's yeah. one other. Well, there's a there, there are a couple in the suburbs, and there's yeah. one other uh, place that makes cider in in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then and they all do a great job. There's mm-hmm. uh, you know North Shore uh, North Shore Cider. Yeah, Eris. Mm-hmm. Um, Brewery and Cider House, and um, a guy making Forward Ciders. Oh, yeah, Forward, yeah. Um, And out in Naperville, there's one, Two Fools. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot in the surrounding areas. And there were people that were making cider in Illinois. Right. um, You know, in the larger Illinois community before before we started, but nothing in the city limits of Chicago. Yeah. And is there sort of like, cause in the craft brewer, I talked to a lot of craft brewers and, um, there's sort of like a bubble eventually, you know, of like where there's going to be like so many, is that happening with cider as well? Or is that, I, I don't know. Growth industry. I don't think it's necessarily a slower growth industry, but, it's just more niche or something. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think there are as many people that drink cider as beer. I mean, yeah, yet. Pe- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your guys' is really good. I had it last Thank night. You. We, we had it. Last <laughs> night. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. Um, it, it's just an it's just a fact of the matter that you know of everybody that drinks alcohol in this you know in in this country, right. less than one percent of those people are drinking are choosing to drink cider. Is that true on a regular basis? Yeah. Wow. And so. We oftentimes, because of the way our product is presented or the way it looks or whatever, um, we're compared directly to beer, but mm. you, you just can't can't do that. Which is weird. I wish I could just make an IPA and, you know, put it on, on and tap at every restaurant in Chicago. But, yeah. you know, it's it's just, you know, it's just completely different. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's changing, though. I think people are seeking out cider and becoming yeah. cider fans and I actually haven't read the latest Nielsen data from yeah. from, from last year. We missed CiderCon because Yeah, I'm okay. I'm eight months pregnant. So yeah, yeah. there's a thing called CiderCon every oh. year, which is a real thing and it's yeah. very cool. And it's don't think like Comic Con. It's different. <laughs> I already was thinking about that. <laughs> it's just missing like, the con. Yeah. Um but it's it's a it's a multiple day seminar um, with a lot of information about the industry. Mm. I could tell you about other things about it, but yeah, yeah. one of the most important things is there's a, a seminar about Nielsen data about um, the the trends and craft cider growth and you know craft cider is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, major label brand cider, I believe, last year was stag you know pretty stagnant, yeah. but the smaller brands are growing, regional brands are growing, Chicago. Uh, that Chicago specifically mm. is growing. People are, are, the drinkers are becoming adventurous and curious and yeah. interested in other things. So I, I find that, that data very optimistic. And like I mm. said, I, I haven't reviewed um, the most recent, like this most recent last year's data yet because we, yeah. we didn't go to, out to California this year. I'm optimistic that it's changing. Will it ever be equal to beer? I don't know, but I, I'm not necessarily worried about that. Yeah, I just want it's interesting people though, to try it. Because I, I studied abroad in Ireland, and oh, yeah. cider was like a big thing. Like it was rival, I would say, with the major beer brewers over there. Like mm-hmm. there, there was like huge manufacturers, and they were all over the place. Like Balmers, which is, I don't know what it's called here, but it was huge. Magners. Yeah, yeah Magners here. That was the first cider I ever drank. Oh, really? Bummers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's different over there than it is here, I feel like. It tastes different, at least. But I thought it was delicious. It, it was good. I had it all the time. Because I didn't really like beer. I went to Ireland, and the first thing I had was Guinness, and I almost threw up. It was just, it's like a milkshake, basically, of beer. And if you don't like beer, then it's yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's, yeah. I um, Yeah, I think that 
in Ireland or, or in the UK, uh, the cider market represents somewhere closer to like between 10 and 15% by yeah. volume of the, the industry yeah. in, in the United States. Like I said, it's, it's right around 1%. So did that make you guys not want to get into it at the initial stage? Like, were you nervous at all? Like about the 1%? <laughs> no. And to be honest, I didn't even know that stat oh, okay. at the time. And it, I think if I would have known it, it wouldn't have worried Mad. me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, cause 1% of like over 300 million people is, Still a good amount of people, I yeah. would say. Yeah, <laughs> say it's a it's a good amount. Yeah. So when you guys started, was were you brewing like making the same stuff, like the semi dry and dry cider? So for the first, that's a good question. For the first, uh, basically, first two years of our business, we only made one style of cider, mm. and we only sold it in half barrels. Okay. So just on draft and one type of cider. Okay. And then from there. Um, once we moved into this building, then we started doing different styles and then we started bottling as well. What's the difference between dry and semi-dry? Semi-dry is just slightly sweeter. Okay. Um, our dry has no sugar at all. It's, it, there's nothing, it's just fermented apples. Okay. And then the semi-dry is, it's just the, the dry to sweet scale. Okay. So it's okay. just slightly sweeter. Gotcha. So there's not like a huge difference in like the production of it? No. No? No. We, yeah, so we just everything kind of starts as our dry and then we can then add ingredients to our dry to make it into the different things that we have. So is semi dry more popular than dry uh, is at least um, what you've noticed. It just kind of depends. I would say it's probably more widely distributed and that was the flavor we had out first. Okay. Um, when we go, when we have both flavors at a beer fest or a tasting, yeah. it's, you know, kind of 50, 50. It just right, depends right. on, um, depends on your palate and how right. you perceive dry and sweet. But I would say probably more widely distributed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we sell more semi-dry than mm -hmm. any of uh, any of our other ciders. Is that more of like what regular, like the regular cider? Like the, I guess if someone was going to make cider, that's probably the, what like they the would go classic. to. Right. Yeah. 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 There's no additional fruit or yeah. spices or herbs or anything. It's like a that. good, I guess I always say gateway cider because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's really balanced, you know, it's yeah. not too dry. But if you like dry things, it's not going to, you know, upset you. And then I, yeah. I, I same, feel upset when I drink the same it. thing. Do you with, have the semi dry. Last yeah, yeah, yeah. Time? Yeah, it's oh, the ahead. same thing with it with its sweetness. It has this uh, sweetness that kind of cuts the the you know the the acidity. And so if you do like sweet things, mm -hmm. it's it's can be right up your alley. And right. our, nothing we make is too sweet. And I think people are surprised by that. Yeah, and pleasantly surprised by that. Oh yeah, and and appreciate that it's not too sugary. I agree because when I was, I had the same sort of background as you. When I originally started drinking cider, it was like, oh my god, like is this this is like a basically like a candy bar sweetness in like a drink form? It's yeah, like way too much. It makes you do like that, you know. Yeah. It's hard to drink, and your teeth feel weird afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I drank that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not like that at all. Yeah, it's easy that, to drink, but it's and it's not overly sweet. That's been something that we've the education piece has been difficult, but very important yeah. for the whole life of our business because people have um, a certain idea in their head of, of, what, of what it's it would be, gonna yeah, be yeah, like. Yeah. Because when you when you go, it's changing a little bit now, but it's pretty similar. You know, you go up to order at the bar, say, and, right. and you don't just say, "Hey, I'll have a beer." The bartender yeah, sure. will be like, well, which beer? We got a lot of them. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, the cider. And it's just like one. Yeah, or that's one very option. true. And, and very true. you know, there's there's so many, just like anything, there's, right. there's so many different choices. You know, if you, every single beer isn't like Guinness. Exactly. There are a huge range of styles and flavors. And it's really, I, I don't find it exhausting and all even people come into the tap room and they're yeah. like whoa this is not what i was expecting right, right. it's it's way less sweet than i thought it was going to be That's, and that yeah. that makes me happy right so it's just a challenge to to get people to that point you know yeah, right, yeah. yeah. and it's just i'm just aggressive at beer fest and everything i go around <laughs> and give everything yeah. i i can see you know I, this has happened multiple times yeah but i'll be you know pouring cider at a beer fest yeah. and and I'll see somebody talk to their friend and say, "Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not a cider guy. I'm not a cider guy." Right, and I'm right. just like, "You." <laughs> and so you I must drink. And this. so so yeah. I get a sample, and and I don't, 
expect it to be everyone's favorite thing. That's of fine. Course, That's yeah. not my goal. And right. I, I was weaving through the crowd, finding this person and just bringing them a sample. And I tell right. them, heard you say you're not a cider guy. This doesn't have to be your, your new favorite drink. I just right. want you to try it so you know mine is different. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they try it and then they make funny comments like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, well. <laughs> What did you expect? What did you expect? Did you think it was yeah. going to be awful? What, no, but that's true. What was your expectation? And usually it's that it's way too sweet. Yeah. And ours just isn't. So it's nice to at least let them know there's a range. Right. But that is true, though, because I had a similar. I feel, I feel like when you start drinking beer and stuff, you're very aware that there are different styles and there's like it's it's more of like a common knowledge sort of thing. But not a lot of people know that that same thing goes with cider, you know? So if you get like burned by one once, you're just like, nah, I don't like any yeah, of them. You write you know? off the entire industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is nuts. There's a really good cider that I had recently called it's two towns, I think. It's oh yeah. In yeah, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. We have an we, event coming up with them. Oh yeah. 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 We like them a lot. It was so good. Um, which one was it? I don't, I couldn't tell you. They I have, have a, a, I have really a picture of them on, on my phone cause yeah. I made sure I wanted to remember it. But, um, so with this recipe that you guys have, and mm-hmm. since it is different, how long did it take to like sort of get to the point where you were happy with it? I'm, I'm curious, the one that you gave her as a gift, mm-hmm. how far off was that from what you ended up making here? It's pretty similar. Yeah. It's not the exact same because it was made on, you know, tiny equipment and obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. it changes when you make it commercially, but um, it's pretty similar in terms of the sweetness level and do you still have that bottle that he gave you i don't you know oh. i probably should have kept it and put it in like a glass yeah, vault you guys, uh, yeah. in here it started it all started here yeah no i i don't i, I do have a picture okay. i remember thinking i should take a picture of this so i have a picture of him with the bottle yeah yeah but that's about it yeah but yeah did it take you long to whittle it down to where you wanted it to be mm, i mean it we had a, a few iterations i was fortunate at my at the brewery I worked at right before this, I was fortunate enough to be able to play around with different yeast strains mm. and different, you know, sweetness levels and get everything kind of dialed in yeah. while working there. Um, so by the time we started this, I already had a pretty good idea of exact, you know, yeah, sure. of what I, what, what we wanted to do. Yeah. And, but, but yeah, I guess with all of that, you know, I probably tried, you know, 20, 20 different things before yeah. we got to to where we are. Yeah. And even when we were testing, taste testing in your parents' house, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, you know, too, a little too sweet, a little too sweet. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. try that again and let's see. And and then we got it. You tasted it in your parents' house? So did you have, <laughs> yeah. did you brew it in your parents' house or? Well, we made a, a test batches. There, okay. yeah. yeah, we were just doing little small. We never ran the business out. Of okay. or anything okay. like that. We were just um, experimenting and with yeah, different yeah, yeah. types of flavoring. And yeah. Do you guys have, a, have you ever seen Friends, the show? I um, mean, yes. yeah. When they're doing like the cookie thing, when they're trying to figure out how, you know what I'm <laughs> talking about? There's like one cookie left and they're trying to figure out how to make it. That's like what I imagine. In the house, there's like 40 it was different. exactly like that. There's like 40 different ciders. Um, so then my question is like, when you guys collaborate with like breweries and things like that, mm-hmm. um, what is that collaboration process like coming from like a, a place of like doing cider and then collaborating with the brewery? So Sure. So we have done quite a few collaborations, yeah. which we love. We are so fortunate to be in Chicago. There's such a cool craft alcohol scene yeah. and incredible people that work in the industry. Mm-hmm. So we've done a variety of different things. But, you know, for example, with Patty Long's, which was the first place we were ever on on tap. Yeah. We did a, and their sister bar, Kaiser Tiger, we did a blueberry cider. So what that entailed is, you know, the recipe we kind of came up with together. The owner, Pat Berger, had an idea for a a blueberry cider and he came over and we threw a bunch of blueberries from the farmer's market in the tank and and saw what happened. So that meant that they came over, they helped in the process. Right, right, right. Other times we've done... Um, barrel aging, like with Old Irving. You can talk about that a little bit if you want. Oh yeah, um, our friends from Old Irving gave yeah. us a gave us a, a barrel, and you know we filled it up. Our actually, what we did originally was to tie in our 
our two businesses, they gave us some hops and mm. we dry hopped one of our ciders. So oh, yeah, we did a hop cider. We did oh, a, yeah. wow. How does that, like, how does that taste? Pretty good. Yeah. I can, we actually have a sam- uh, test batch going right oh, now okay. that I can give you a sample of before you leave. Um, but it, it works. It, wow. For some, for some reason it works, depending on what hops you use. Oh, so. sure. Um, but it turned out really nicely. And then, um, and then they ended up giving us one of their barrels. It was a, uh, a um, barrel-aged gin barrel. Okay. So we filled that barrel up with our with the hop cider, and it, you know, yeah. So that's Double another collab. kind of way that yeah. we've, <laughs> we've collaborated with with people, and um, and then we've had other things like you know the Jenny's uh, Jenny's ice cream used our hard oh, cider. Yeah, and, uh, that was fun. One of their sorbets. We had an event last year with with Guinness where we did black and uh, uh, the we made the Chicago black velveteen. Oh, um, so you know, basically a black and tan with yeah. cider. Um, and yeah, so that's and then really yeah, cool. just events. That's our and, wall of fame over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's reminding us of these fun things that we've done. Yeah, that's that's really cool. But yeah, I, I guess how it comes about is that somebody just reaches out and asks us. Ooh, this is it's not with a with a brewery, but I think the most recent coolest thing yeah. that has happened to us, you know, the band Wilco. Yeah, I do. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, Charlie decided to email their contact us on their website yeah. late, it's a at, good way, yeah. late at night. You can't nothing to lose. Uh, they have a great song called muzzle of bees, mm. which you should listen to if you don't, if you're not familiar. I, I don't know that one. And, uh, it's oh, yeah, right there there. You go. and so he just asked them if, told them the idea for a recipe we had yeah. using some of the honey from our beehives, which I don't know if you know we have beehives. We I did know, yeah. Um, and Elderflower and were requesting to use the name of their song for the cider. And, and uh, I didn't know if they would respond. And if I thought they always seemed like really cool guys. They did, But yeah. I just don't. I thought maybe they'd be like, well, sorry, it's we can't really attach our name to anyone, right, right, but right. good luck. Yeah, I thought yeah. they'd be nice. But right. they came back with the most incredible response. Not only did they say yes, they said, hey, here's Bridget Pearson. She likes bees and she's a des, you know does design for us. She'll help you design the label. And we were like, what? Dang. <laughs> this is the coolest thing ever. That is so cool. And so they designed the label. And you yeah, can see the is. label um, up Wilco there has... Approved. It's Wilco approved. It has honey and elderflower and the bees. It's the Chicago skyline. Mm-hmm. And then the bees from our logo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the coolest collaboration That is so ever. cool. Yeah. I mean, the contact us, you know, you have nothing to lose, you know. You yeah. might as well try. Yeah. But why did you, oh, I guess because of the song. But yeah, because yeah, weren't they in Parks and Rec that there was the, the lead singer, I think, of Wilco was also in Parks and Rec. Oh, was he? Tweety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so. friends with... I, I'm not sure I didn't yeah. see that episode, although I do love that show. Yeah, yeah. And and to be fair, I guess collaboration isn't isn't a fair... They, we didn't make it with them. Yeah. They just incredibly they graciously let us use the name of their song. Yeah. So there's a number of ways, you know, whether it's an ice cream company or a brewery yeah. or barrel aging or a local band uh, that yeah. we've been able to work with others while doing this and it's really cool yeah yeah and i mean like that's just like is, is that probably what's the coolest thing that you think has happened since you started that's got to be up there for sure but that's up there i mean there are so many things I, cover I of the red eye was pretty cool that was there used to be yes that was really a local that? rag called the red eye in chicago okay. and it was um it was just they had these you know newspaper booths all over the city and you grab yeah. a red eye it's like every it's free every day right yeah every day yeah. like wow. every day like 60,000 people read the, you know read this yeah. <laughs> read this newspaper yeah. and um we had these people from a tribune come out and like interview us and and didn't think anything of it and then it a few days later, yeah, a couple you, weeks later, whatever. No, do you remember? Okay, yeah, so she sent Katie a message, and she was like, "I think you're gonna like." It was you're this, gonna this, like, this cryptic, you're like your this cryptic message. So we were thrilled that anyone even wanted to talk to us because we didn't hadn't even had our release party yet. Yeah, and we this was before our release party, before our first batches even came out. It was yeah. in early uh, fall or 
uh, late 2014, the fall of 2014. She, they came and took some photos and interviewed us and, yeah. and took video. And so I thought, cool, this is going to be on their online. And then she sent right, me right. a link to it. And I was thrilled with that. Yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. just this online link that I could share on, on our right, social yeah. media and share with family and friends. And we just felt on top of the world. It was yeah. like our first interview, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. And um, I, the next day, the red eye came out and I thought, I kind of flipped through it and flipped, or the day after she sent the link or, or so. Yeah. I flipped through and thought, okay, maybe we'll be you know, in the back or something. Yeah. And, and I didn't see it anywhere. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's fine. It's yeah. just a, for online. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then she emailed me and said, hey, it's going to be in print tomorrow. I, I think you're going to like the placement of it. <laughs> I was like, cool. So I'm at the time, I, you know, I, like I said, I was doing nursing part time yeah, yeah, yeah. on the side. And, and uh, I was driving to work with my coworker. And I saw a guy cross the street in front of us mm-hmm. holding one, and I, I was like, "That's my face. <laughs> that guy's that guy's holding that guy's holding my face right there." Yeah. And and so I was like, "Stop the car!" <laughs> and then she like pulled over. She's like, "Do you know him?" I was like, "Just stop the car." So I I had a red eye, and there was a red eye. Um, yeah. Stand. Stand. Yeah. And I went and just I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then I just I just remember. You know, I say this a lot, but even though it's 2020 and we can, you know, tweet to space and all yeah, these sure. things, there's still something that is so classic and cool about being yeah. in print. Yeah, that, and definitely. To, I was walking by the L station and people, I, were, I saw people's faces reading it right. and I was just like, I would love to say that I totally played it cool and walked by, but I was like, that's me. That's me. That, that's my husband. You just put that's your a, face That's our business. Yeah. yeah, I did. I told these people. Yeah. I was like, that's me. That's our business. Yeah, yeah. Read it. I was like being the red-eye spokesperson, <laughs> like handing these things yeah, down yeah, yeah. to people, and I took a big stack to send to my family and friends, and Charlie's like, well, we actually want other people to read that, so you, no. should, you, you, should, le- you should leave some Take of them. Take them all. You should leave some of those there. Do you have that up, up Yeah, there? It's, it's framed oh, yeah, right, right there. there. Yeah, that was, it was just so cool. There's been so many cool things that have happened. The, yeah. Another dadism, I know I've talked about how helpful my parents have been, but yeah. he always said, you will never survive in running a small business if you don't celebrate the small wins. Yeah. And you ha- and I think that can be taken to any other you know, yeah. life, I guess. Right, but right. it's true because there are so many peaks and valleys running a business. And sure. it's just like, you know, the highs are higher, but the lows are lower. Yeah, sure. And uh, when you have really great little things happen, you just have to really make them a big deal. Yeah. And celebrate them because that can help sustain you through some of the... Yeah. Well, that that's like when when you guys saw your 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 cider out in the world for the first time. Was that a feeling of like that too? Like very cool. Going to a bar and be like, we make that. Lots so. of emotions and lots of terror yeah. because you're just like, okay, you're just watching someone. Who's see if ordering they're getting it? it? Well, do they love it? Should I go talk to them right now? What's going on? On a one to ten scale, yeah. so how do you like <laughs> yeah. what you're drinking right now? I, I was I always just. Oh, kinda, he had seen. I he know. had seen your stuff on menus before. Well, yeah, but this is. I mean, it's, it's different. different. Yeah. yeah, it's. I don't care what anyone says. Like, yeah, I make. I've made beer and right. you know distributed it and had people drink it at the bar. You know, I worked at and. But when you're really putting yourself out there and like, yeah, it just like is a whole new level of of stress and yeah. anxiety. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm the type of person that like, if I see somebody drinking it, I'm just I'm not gonna say anything. He wants to yeah. just like go in the corner and and. Just close his eyes and, and hope that they like it. And yeah. I'm, yeah. I go talk to everyone mm. in the entire establishment that is drinking it or not drinking it yeah, yeah, yeah. and tell them about it. Right, right. And that's his nightmare. So that's kind of how we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we work You're together. You're like a spokesperson, well. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the beginning, that's what our jobs were. He was, you know, production because that's his expertise. Yeah. I would assist where I could, but that was clearly not my background or, mm-hmm. or my skill set. Yeah. But I would do sales. I would go door to door. I would talk to people about it. I would go make relationships with uh, bartenders and bar owners and, yeah. um, and be the one that was 
talking to people about it. Yeah. Essentially shouting it from the rooftops and yeah. and walking up to strangers. You and need to. You need to be like Giving that, them though. little Dixie cups of samples of things. And <laughs> yeah. So. Did anyone yeah. ever look at you like I'm? I'm, I don't want to drink that. Like, if you came I mean, over done with a Dixie cup. I mean, I had I, a little, like, plastic. Okay, sure, I sure. mean, it was less sketchy than a, a Dixie cup. <laughs> like, on, you're on just like, these streets? In an alley somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was in, an, this. I was in a licensed establishment yeah, right. providing my okay. alcohol yeah. samples that makes legally. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, people were very, very nice to me. I don't yeah. know if I'm just, like, not intimidating or something, but I, I didn't encounter a lot of people being mm. mean. People might politely say no thank you but then i would um gently encourage them to try it anyway okay sure and then they then then they yeah, would yeah yeah people were very nice i i just i mean it was it's just kind of like a little i felt like they were looking at me like a little kid with a lemonade stand mm. i was like hi my husband and i make this try it <laughs> and people were just kind and yeah. tried it and and liked it and have supported us for almost six years now so yeah so uh where can people find out more about your cider and can they get it can they buy it like online or something and get it shipped to them as well or is that another thing not a, it is a thing but not for us at okay. this point they can get it a number of places so if they're in the city of chicago mm-hmm. a number of retail outlets and bars and restaurants have it yeah um you know whole foods Binnie's, Jewel, your local mom-pop liquor store, yeah. Bottles and Cans, Beer Miscuous. I mean, there's a ton of different places sure. you can get it. Um, and like I said, bars and restaurants yeah. as well. You can find a lot of information on our website. When in doubt, just email us yeah. or um, contact any of the social medias. I check all of them. Yeah. And if you tell us w- what neighborhood you're in, we can point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You can also, we have six ciders on draft here, mm-hmm. um, eight ciders available because we okay. also do a rhubarb in our special collaboration muzzle of bees here. Yeah. But we sell carry out here. Okay. So you can do um, six packs of the dry, semi dryer blossom, and you can get a growler of anything that's on tap, and that includes uh, specialties here because we do special ciders here that you can't get anywhere else. Oh, okay. And what's your website? www.rightbeesider.com And your social media, is that all Right Bee Cider? At Right Bee Cider. Okay. Oh, I'm missing a very important detail. It yeah. sounds like Right Beside Her. Yes, it I for- does. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Sorry. Which but, is like when... Which I, is about the, the story. The right, original. Right, right. If we go back to the original romantic gift story, yeah. that's where the name came from. Um, right Bee Cider. Right Beside Her right beside her just like charlie's right beside me right now which is like what you you can't stop hearing it once you know you know yeah but if you just look at it and it just says right beside her you wouldn't think of that and there's very a, clever there's kind of like a, a double meaning too because that was the and that's where the name came from yeah, that yeah. is the origin of the name but now we have 11 beehives on the roof and we work with the hive on this roof on in, in the roof of the okay. warehouse not directly above us yeah, right, yeah. where we're sitting but um so that incorporates the bee as well yeah that's cool, though. You have bees here. Bees are important. You need bees. Bees are very important. Yeah, yeah. bees, we wouldn't have apples, probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's, guy, there's a guy in Wisconsin who installs beehives in people's backyards, and then he goes around, and, you know, it's, it's interesting with bees because honey from different locations tastes so different, mm-hmm. which is obviously true based on, like, the flowers around and all that stuff, but you wouldn't think of that, you know? Yeah. You just think honey is honey, but it's not the case. Yeah, even with us our honey from this year tastes different than our honey from last year. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So how long do you, or how many times do you go up to tend to the beehives? Um, We work with the hive supply, which is in North Lawndale. They set up the hives for us and they come probably over the summer, like every two weeks. Okay. And I help them, which I always say is the equivalent of holding a flashlight while your dad works on something. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. That's uh, really helpful. Yeah. Someone's um, got to do it, you know? Someone's got to do it, yeah. But, but yeah, so every couple of weeks we go up and check on them. Well, I, I had to film uh, a video to do, to do with this beehive guy, and it is, it's kind of scary being around bees that close. He was handling scary. them barehanded. So do our guys. Yeah. I, at, at certain, and that. so did he. Oh, at certain points in so the process. Nervous. Yeah, and they use, if they get stung, is kind of a learning experience. Yeah. But 
they're just so calm and it makes you calm. Yeah. I got and, a little too brave last time. Yeah. I wasn't wearing a veil or anything. I was wearing yeah, a t-shirt. Neither was he. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we were taking the, the frames out and shaking the bees yeah, off. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, there was, there weren't any problems, but as after about an hour and a half, they started to get, it, got, it started to get really hot out yeah, and they yeah. started to get like irritable. Yeah, sure. Um, and then I got, I got Don't zapped in the, no, yeah. definitely not. no, that's not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got zapped in, let's see, I got zapped in the neck and I was like, Ow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not like this. <laughs> I just want it to stop. Yeah. And then, um, and then I got zapped again on the finger and the, the our beekeeper friend was like, you better take your ring off. Cause, cause it's going to swell. swallow. Yeah. Um, and then, I, and then they, they put their veils on and yeah. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this anymore. I, you know, I got stung this is above my pay grade. Yeah. You guys handle this. Yeah. I've never been stung by a bee in my life. I have. Yeah, and it's I'm, not fun. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But they said, it, or he said that if you have a calm queen, the hive is usually calm. You know, like they it, they reflect what the queen does, the that queen bee. Sense. So he was like, yeah, the, the queen's very calm. And I was like trying to hold the camera. I'm like, doesn't seem like it like just whizzing by your head. It's just, yeah. it's, it's. You just can't freak out. I know, but you just but it's want It's hard to. not to freak out. <laughs> but that's why we're lucky to work with the hive supply because. Right. While we've learned an incredible amount about bees, we don't yeah. call ourselves beekeepers or anything. Yeah. So we're lucky that we have great beekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, say your website one more time where people in your social media. Sure. So on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's at Right Bee Cider. Mm-hmm. Um, you can remember it sounds like Right Beside Her. Yeah. And the website is www.rightbeesider.com. Feel free to reach out to any social media channel or website with any question. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. It was awesome talking thank to you. you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you.